2: Welcome to the 7th Inning Stretch. I'm Justin. Joining me is Armando. We're going to jump right into it. It's been an interesting week for the unwritten rules of baseball. Armando, how is it making you feel?
3: I'm glad I'm not the old guy that's like, get off my lawn. And I'm glad that I am able to adapt with the times. Because
2: fuck, man. These unwritten rules, they're getting old. So where should we start? We we got two like huge spots right now. Um, the, uh, the Tim Anderson, Joe West, and the pitcher whose name I've forgotten again. Um, you have that situation. You've got, uh, you got bat, Yeah, got Randall Gritchick calling out, uh, some, uh, you know, a, a guy who doesn't hit many home runs, hitting home runs. I mean, really right now, it seems like there's just some people who don't really like fun. That, that That's my take on it, right? The idea is... Flipping the bat, players have done that always. I was talking to my dad about it earlier today, and he was his comment to me was like, "Man, you should have seen Reggie Jackson flip a bat after a home run." Guess what? This is like this whole unwritten rule thing is just basically people who I just don't think like fun.
3: I mean, that's what it boils down to, man. It's like uh, it's the only sport that you can not enjoy or. Uh, bask in the glory of what you just did, right? I mean, in, in in soccer, we see it all the time. It's fucking pandemonium. It's pandemonium in the stands. It's just, it, it, you know, it's very and or it's very choreographed. Either way, football, same way. You know what I mean? People take their time to choreograph these celebrations to express themselves. They get to do that in basketball. Heat of the moment, Giannis jams on this motherfucker. He's gonna go and stand over him and flex on him. It's just human yeah. reaction. It's nothing he could do. He's not even consciously doing the shit. Right. But baseball is the most vanilla fucking like it's trying to appeal and grow its fan base and shit, but it does everything wrong. This is not appealing to young people. This is not something that like young people like the home run. They like fucking the bat flips. They like personality. And baseball wants these guys to have zero of that. Zero personality.
2: Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is Randall Gritchick talking about? Who the fuck is Randall Gritchick?
3: He's a white guy that you'd expect to say this, that come out of the fucking Cardinal fucking farm system who acts like he has 400 homers under his belt or some shit. Did you see him hit a home run the next day and shit, and then he sprints around the bases like that's going to impress me or high five dude? Like, who cares, dude? Who are you other than a fucking dude that's telling on
2: himself? Uh, to me, it just it, it's just nuts because of the fact it's like, you know what? Don't sit there and, like, call out other players for, uh, for you know, having fun, right? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the biggest reason you think that? And, like, I don't like him because of the fact that he's a really good player who's played in my division. But what do you think the main reason that people hate Bryce Harper is?
3: He has personality. He expresses yeah, like, himself.
2: Yeah, exactly. He, you know, he, he, wore that make baseball fun again hat, right? There's something about that, that makes you, that that's at least captivating. And you know what, if you hate him, at least you hate him for the reason of, damn, this guy's good. And he's kind of arrogant. And he's got some swag, not, oh, this guy's good. And like very boring. Like think of who, who's, who's a really good, boring player. You could Mike Trout, of. Mike Trout, right? Mike, Trout, Mike Trout's also, I don't think Mike Trout's boring. I just think he plays in Anaheim. Right.
3: No, no, no. I get what you're saying. But, like, Mike Trout is kind of the poster boy of what they're looking for.
2: Yeah, the guy who basically just sits there and, you know, a, a real lunch pail player. Yeah, right.
3: I mean, Bryce Harper, he, he like, yeah, he shows emotion. He, 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 but at the end of the day, you know what it is? It's, he's marketable. They don't like dudes that can make money on their own, it seems. You know what I mean? Like, they don't like marketability. Like, he doesn't need baseball as
2: much as baseball needs dudes like him in this day and age. Yeah, you know what? Actually, it's weird. Because I was having this conversation with uh, several family members, all of whom suffer from the same debilitating illness I do, meth fandom. Uh, But we were talking about Bryce Harper, and they all called him a douche, right? I felt like I actually had to be compelled to defend Bryce Harper in a conversation. Like, what has Bryce Harper really ever done that's douchey? Hit a lot of home runs against the Mets. Hit a lot of home runs. You know, some people will call out him throwing his helmet at Hunter Strickland, but I think I've seen you make this point on Twitter. I think I've made this point on Twitter. I think anybody with a brain has made this point on Twitter. Hunter Strickland threw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball into Bryce Harper's hip. What do you think hurts more? A helmet? Or a fucking ninety-eight mile an hour fastball. It's
3: ridiculous, man. And all because he had his feeling hurts prior. Same thing with this Brad Keller kid in since in Kansas yeah. City. All because he had his feeling hurts. Make better pitches,
2: man. Tim Anderson yeah, yeah, did yeah, nothing yeah, wrong. Out. You know what I mean? No, Tim, yeah, Tim Anderson's a decent player too. It's like it's not like he's uh, you know a guy who doesn't belong in the majors. He's hitting over four hundred still, dude. Like he's I mean, one of he's, the top hitters in the league right now. I mean, over a significantly shorter period of uh, time than Randall Grichuk has been, you know, kind of bubbling around the, you know, quadruple-A, triple-A kind of bubble, Tim Anderson's come up and actually shown himself that, like, this guy could be a, a- average to above-average starter for a major league team at the ha- one of the hardest positions.
3: Right. Right. I mean, look, dude, I, I just—for me, it's—he did nothing wrong— and then, ultimately, even when he was confronting this dude, Keller, he seemed pretty composed. He wasn't losing his shit. He wasn't throwing his stuff at him like we've seen Bryce Harper, like we've seen other guys do. He wasn't pulling a fucking Robin Ventura. He wasn't doing these things. He was still calmly and collectedly approaching the situation. The bench is clear because that's what baseball do. it does, right? They like the little the whole show. But it really didn't have to because it didn't get to that point.
2: All right, so let's let's maybe veer off topic for a second. Baseball fights, all sorts of fun. We all we we've had this conversation before, right? Like we we both think that Nolan Ryan pounding the crap out of Robin Ventura is like one of the greatest things we've ever seen. Excellent. Right. But I guess my question is, what kind of guy do you like what kind of guy on the bench would you be during a baseball fight when they clear?
3: Oh, I'd be I, I'd be like I'd be the first dude taking swings, dude. Like I'd be oh vouching for my guy regardless of what happened and sort that shit out later i'd been that guy i'm not i'm not trying to stop the fight in any way by the way if it's going i'm
2: in it i think i'd be one of two guys the relief pitcher who gets suspended for like seven games for just like punching a guy in the back of the in the back of the head when he like for no good reason or i'd be the uh the guy looking for their uh you know their Utility guy, middle infielder who wants no part of this as well either. I'm probably the latter. <laughs> oh,
3: as long as you're not a uh, who was that guy? Uh, uh, the 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 Reds catcher that was trying to hold Yasiel Puig back, and they had the uh, his his photo holding him uh, at his leg. All Van Gundy, did you see that? I did.
2: There's there's something that's very important to understand about any situation involving Yasiel Puig. Get the fuck out of the way. He's
3: another guy that people don't like because he has personality. I, I I love him. Yeah, I love him too. I mean he's frustrating. He can be because yeah, he takes plays off and he's a little, you know, absent minded, but he's a talent and he's a joy and he enjoys what he does and it reflects in his play. And I mean he has personality. He's the type of player that people like to tune in and watch, man.
2: Yeah, you know what the other part about this is? I just feel bad for him in Cincinnati because it just seems like such a bad fit for a player of his personality. It's purgatory. Yeah. But he's he's
3: on the last year of his deal,
2: so it's all, you know, he's out. If there was, like, a god who really loved baseball comedy, somehow Matt Harvey ends up back there on the team with Puig. Can you imagine the two of them going out? (laughs) Like, and, and, And by the way, you know that they'd be the two to go out. Oh, yeah. They'd be the ones getting the other guys in trouble. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it would. I mean, Matt Harvey would still pitch terribly because th- that guy's washed. But um, it would be really kind of funny because I think there's some. Uh, I think there's some personality there. But then, if you also think about like, and I was I was coming back to also the uh, the player situations that are kind of getting called out now about people who don't like fun. Uh, have you listened to Bob Brenley's characterization of either Fernando Tatis Jr. or Manny Machado?
3: Uh, you mean every everything with the racial undertones, like the chains, like um, Manny Machado? You know, what, what did he? What did Machado do? Did he pimp a home Mach- run?
2: No, no, Machado, Machado. What, the one where he, so he pimped a home run, and while Bradley was still, I guess, uh, going after him verbally, there was a ball hit to Machado sharply at third, where he makes a ridiculous play, going very far into foul ground, and just like. Snap wrist throws it to get a fast runner by five steps. And Brentley's sitting there complaining about him like pimping home runs. Oh,
3: I know what he did. You know what 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 he did? He threw the bat down on a pop-up to the catcher in the oh, vicinity. Yeah. Right about- and yeah. Brentley took offense as a former catcher or as an old white dude. Took offense. To this, like, okay, yeah, was was it a little like, like, come on, dude? And then the way he talked about Fernando Tatis Jr., I think, is the way he, because he was pipping a home run and the chain he had on and yeah. all that shit. Bob, Brand, uh, Bob Bradley needs to get a uh, needs to get out of there, he needs to get out of the booth, do better, Arizona, and it's and it's not surprising he's the Arizona broadcaster.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dudes in Scottsdale who are just like, yeah, this Bob Bradley guy knows the game.
3: <laughs> Too many.
2: Yeah, just uh it, there there're just certain things though about the uh the current tenor and state of the conversation where now we're just arguing whether or not people can have fun playing a kids game.
3: Yeah, and getting paid more than any other sport aside from maybe like what Messi makes.
2: Yeah, or LeBron or like yeah. You know, right, right,
3: right. right. But like people that transcend
2: know, the game. Global global superstars. Global superstars and jd martinez and guaranteed loot brother it's all yours wow yeah so speaking of guaranteed loot um alzi alby's uh agent should be completely and totally disbarred by the end by the uh mlb right
3: something's wrong there man we were talking about collusion in week one right like there's, we're talking about a, what, collusion in what, week one this, that, there's no better just, example than that shit
2: that just feels like incompetence, too, That's though. That's just dirty, that guy, man. That the guy the for Braves, that lip-
3: though. The audacity of those dudes. Fucking, hu- yeah, I get it. His agent's a terrible fucking human being, and this guy got hustled. But, like, why would the Braves even offer that in disrespect?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's what? You're, you're giving your second baseman is one of your two best players, I like guess him and Acuna, I think, who are their two best players probably. And you're giving, him, or actually no, Freddie Freeman's their best player. But then the cornerstones. Right, so they're, they're two, the young, they're two yeah. best, they're two, they're two, two of their young cornerstones, right? You're giving Ozzie Albie's five million dollars a year for the next seven years. He's making thirty five million to the time he hits thirty. At which point, free agency will basically be just like you. When you hit it, you're you're forced to settle for like. A bunch of consecutive one-year eight million dollars show me contracts
3: bro we're talking about a max of 45 mil are you kidding max are you kidding? dude
2: how 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 do you i don't know how you do it I, do, I don't know how it is conscionable as a uh
3: that's gonna be one player's yearly salary 45 yeah. million in like two years
2: oh absolutely but like which player is that gonna be
3: uh, it's going to be somebody that doesn't deserve it. He ain't better than Mike Trout, but because the way contracts go and everybody has the one up each, other. Mookie. It, well,
2: not the way I think Mookie's Bass is hitting. The only,
3: I think Bess is the only guy, but not the way he's hitting right now. If he keeps this shit up, he's killing no, a I fantasy mean, team.
2: The Red Sox are a, a disaster at the moment. I'm sorry, Dan Kennett. You want to you want to see and you want to see another thing that's actually going to be used as like a as a cudgel to uh, beat back pitcher salaries. Like every single pitcher over the age of thirty without a contract should basically be willing to like massage Jacob deGrom's arm for about a solid four hours a day for the next week. We know yeah, we know he needs it. God, yeah, because, we're all
3: praying, got our fingers crossed. I'm I'm over here burning Palo Santo, a little stage, I got a little shrine for your guy. We can't have this happen. Baseball needs guys like him.
2: Yeah, Armando, the Mets say it's just a precaution, which means that the funeral is on third. Yeah it's done. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm 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 not conceding anything about Jacob deGrom's elbow. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, I hope it's okay. Um, but if we're going down this path of pitchers getting huge deals, then all of a sudden, like, their arms are falling apart because they're all getting them now after 30 because of the way this is working out. Like, Kershaw, I don't think that he's ever come, coming close to earning most of the money he's owed on that deal because he's showing lots of signs of wear and tear. What's happened to Chris Sale? What happened to Madison Bumgarner? Like, these guys are all starting to fade further, earlier and earlier after they get their big money. And I don't, It's just one of those things where you, the only thing you can look at isn't, is going to be a wave of people saying older pitchers are bad investments. And that's just going to depress the amount of money that the rest of the league is going to be able to make.
3: Yeah, that's a very, very valid point. I mean, we already see teams going away from the starting pitcher in general. Tampa Bay has an opener twice a week. Like, are we serious? Yeah, like, they,
2: Tampa Bay has three starters. There's a
3: few other teams that ha, that are kind of trying this shit out too. Like, I mean,
2: the, the the Twins do it every yes, so
3: often. Yes, right. But it's wild, bro. Like the start, but it's all because it's cost effective, man. I mean you could give me the analytics of like hey this guy only faces the lineup one time through Max he gives me two good innings boom 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 we switch it up I get the logic if you want to sell me on that but honestly, why are the Rays really doing it twice a week it's because the Rays don't pay anybody yes
2: yeah, so the Rays are cheap right yeah it, it's the whole thing but I just, need game. Guy, I just need this guy to get I just need this guy to get nine outs yeah Max I'm paying you for nine outs maximum it it is it is killing the game i also you know what just from like a romanticism standpoint you love the starting pitcher
3: bro the quality start like you this guy grinding through the 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 lineup twice that's what the beauty of like the, the whole like strategy is that and you're eliminating that you're eliminating the that fucking romantic part of the game to me is the strategy they're like, okay, he's seen my stuff the first time around. what can I bring out the second time around well you know, I used to catch, so like that's all my shit right now it's just like okay, one time through you could give him everything every pitch and one at bat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore.
2: calling a game is like no longer that important right unless it's for one of the true aces
3: The main thing for a catcher nowadays is framing,
2: yeah, pretty much. Framing. Which by the which by the way shouldn't even be a thing because they should just have roboumps calling balls and strikes. Right. I'm gonna always come back to that because I just think they it, they get it's so bad they're so wrong all the time,
3: right? And they're wrong on balls and strikes. They're wrong on safe and outs. They're wrong on judgment calls, like even tossing out fucking Tim Anderson. You know, it, it's just they they're trying to, and it's not all of them. It's not. There's a lot of really good umps that yeah. you don't know their name. You shouldn't. Right, but there's a but there's a few, you know, uh, Angel Hernandez, Joe West, we keep talking about that motherfucker. Uh Last sometimes could be a dick.
2: Fucking Bob Davidson. Yes. I think he's retired. I hope he I, is. I haven't I thought, seen him. But but I mean, if you if your nickname is coming from the fact that you call like the least frequent occurrence in baseball, a balk then, like, yeah, you're, uh... You're bad. Especially, I think the balk is actually something that's dying, too, because nobody runs anymore. Right.
3: It's very few teams that run. Uh, the Red Sox were one of those teams, but they're not getting on base enough to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm you know, I'm. I'm going to use a cliche. You can't steal first. But uh, let, 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 let's segue into the second part of this. Um, the other thing I want to go, that we want to talk about, uh, looking at the starts that some MLB teams have had and seeing, uh... Who we think's for real and who probably isn't. Um, let's, let's start in the senior circuit. National League East. Looks like there's going to be four really strong teams between Philadelphia, the Mets, the Nationals, and Atlanta, with the, the Marlins being pr- probably the worst team in baseball, who are, and they're going to get annihilated. Um, of these four teams, do you actually think that it's basically going to be as tight as two games separating them all season? I mean, Do you think all of them are for real, or do you think one of them it, hasn't shown you enough?
3: Uh, no, I think the Mets and Phillies, if, if the Grom is okay and it's just this little thing and he's just going to rest it out and be okay, um, I think the Mets and Phillies are the real contenders here. The, the Nats and Braves I expect to fall off. Although I do expect Anthony Randon to keep fucking balling out and be like potential MVP. He's really lighting it up. And I hope he, he doesn't sign that very, extension. He's very,
2: good. I hope he doesn't very, very You want him to hit free agency because you, you want the Dodgers to sign him.
3: Well, you know, Justin Turner's old. Uh, we can make it work. He can play for his base. We can figure it out.
2: I think he's from Southern California too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think all four of those teams are pretty real. I, I I would think that the Mets and Phils, if everybody stays healthy, um, are probably the better two teams in the division, especially also just the Mets offense being actually as – as difficult as it is to deal with as it seems right now, uh, I, I think that there's I think there's flaws in all four of these teams, by the way. But um, I do think that they're uh, I think the Mets and Phils are most likely to stick around. I do think the Mets need to sound, sign Dallas Keuchel, and they need to do it tomorrow. And Jason Vargas is a starting pitcher for a team that says it's all in. Let's move to the National League Central. Um, <laughs> Let's move to the National League Central. <laughs> yes, that's. You know, Jason Vargas is out pitching Adam Wainwright as we're watching this in a game that screams, um, yeah, twenty ten. But uh, we're uh we're going to the National League Central now. where actually the Cardinals are, are in and they're playing my Metropolitans at the moment. But uh, the Pitts, the, the Pirates and Brewers have started off hot. The Cards are a game behind. The Cubs are hovering around at five hundred, and the Reds at six and twelve. The um, I think that basically everybody. I, I think the the Reds were kind of a chic pick to make a little bit more noise than they're doing early in the season, but they just can't seem to get anybody out. Uh, I, I do think the Brewers are for real because they kind of proved it last year, and they have the best player in the National League at the at the moment, bar none. Um, not sure I buy St. Louis or the Cubs, and I definitely don't buy the Pirates.
3: I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, the Reds, they just can't... You know, you mentioned they can't pitch. They can't hit either. I mean, Yasiel Puig's probably like at the Mendoza line. Uh, vado they moved him up to the leadoff spot because he can't get going. Um, he's got two dingers, probably hitting like 220. Killing my goddamn fantasy team.
2: He killed uh, my year.
3: Fuck. But, yeah, Yelich uh, is just phenomenal. Aguilar's really good. The addition of Yasmani Grandal, as much as he sucks in the playoffs, he's really good. Game 1 through 162. Uh, the Pirates are not going anywhere, and I really dislike the Cardinals, so I'm not going to say anything good about them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the Cardinals will probably end up right around uh, the, the wild card spot because they're just always there anyway.
3: Yeah, it's just, you know, water is wet.
2: Yeah. And going into the National League West, the the Dodgers leading the pack. Padres moving into second in second. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, the Diamondbacks at uh, 500, and then the Giants and Rockies have had rough starts. Um, I actually do not I, – I don't think the Rockies are actually this bad. They're not. They're not, and I think that something's going to happen there. Um, the Padres are definitely exceeding my expectations. Um, maybe, you know, that, that might be a situation where it's just a team that's uh, getting there a year earlier than everybody thought they would because the San Diego team is going to be really, really good at some point soon, but maybe, it, maybe they just are the uh, – the team that is there a year ahead.
3: I mean, Fernando Tatis is really good. He's really, really good. Like he's way better than his dad. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, athletically hit two grand, hit two grand slams in an inning, and we'll talk
3: at Dodger Stadium. Yeah,
2: yeah. Off of uh, Chanhoe Park, I believe. I was, was there. Yeah, oh, that's
3: rough. But, uh, no, 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 he's really good. Manny Machado has fit in seamlessly. Eric Cosmer's become a functional baseball player once again. Uh, They're actually pitching better than you and I probably would have thought. The Diamondbacks are trash.
2: Yeah, I think that team's going to fade hard.
3: Yeah, them and the Giants are going to be at the cellar. The Rockies and Padres will be battling for second and third. I think the Dodgers, in about a couple of months, will be running away with this shit if they can get healthy as far as the rotation.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. The thing that I would say with the Rockies that's really been the big difference and the shocking has been just the kind of drop off they've gotten in starting pitching. Um, Kyle Friedland, in particular, it's Kyle Freeman and Herman Marquez here have just not been as good as last season. But um, it's reverting to the mean, isn't it? Like, I mean, with Marquez, I, with with Friedland, I could see it. With Marquez, that guy's too good.
3: With Colorado pitching in general, though, bro. Like, it's this a bad is how place to been, pitch. Exactly. But you know what I do like about Colorado? Like, is, not, is that their farm systems? They're all playing at altitude. So like Albuquerque, fucking, I don't know where the double the A team is, but it's all at altitude. So that's smart in developing pitchers for the situation.
2: You know, I, I, just a, a side shout out, the Albuquerque isotopes are in fact my favorite minor league baseball team. They used to be a Dodger of, affiliate. I, I know, just because of the Simpsons reference. like that, That's what does it for me. It's beautiful. It's really just a, It's really just a reference. It's great. Yeah, But now let's move on to the junior circuit, the league where guys don't have to field a position but can get four at-bats a game. Um, Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind if the NL took over the universal DH, but um, it's coming. You just have to embrace it. The sooner you get used to it, the sooner— I used to
3: know this, man, and now we're strangers. I don't know what's going
2: on. The sooner you embrace the fact that it might happen, the better you'll feel. Fine. Let's
3: carry on. I, I'm not going to get through with this episode. Let's carry on.
2: All right, all right. So in, in the American League East, somehow we have the the uh, the Baltimore Orioles being better than the Boston Red Sox. None of these teams over 500 outside the Rays. Uh think you could probably expect, I think everybody would probably expect that the Orioles would be tremendously awful. Uh, they probably are. And the Blue Jays would be... He team, said Probably. That, <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad baseball team. They might not, you know what, they might not, we'll get to them in a second, but they might not lose 100 games, the first thing I will say here. But uh, the Blue, and the Blue Jays, who I think people would probably just expect to be a, you know, a very much a 73 to 77 win baseball team. Like, just pretty mediocre, but less than the good side of mediocre.
3: Yeah, but they'll have the rookie of the year, because Vladdy's
2: coming. Yes, they will have the rookie of the year. Now, I guess the real question here, and we started speaking about it last week, but now we have more of a sample size, and we can see what's going on. H- are, are the Yankees and Red Sox actually bad? The Red Sox might be. The Red Sox really might be. And
3: um, it's surprising World because of how dominant Series-
2: they were. Winning a World Series kills your team. Look at the Cubs the year after.
3: I'll, ne- I'll never know that luxury
2: Okay, going to a World Series kills your team too. Also, yes. Well, the Dodgers have proven no. The Dodgers have proven no. They're just they just got to win one. We're a monopoly uh,
3: and a bridesmaid perennially.
2: Yeah, but it's just really hard to go that deep into, especially with all the extra games now. I think the reason we saw more teams repeat when we were younger was there was no Game One sixty three, and then the then there was no wild card, and it was. And as they've added rounds to the playoffs, it's getting harder and harder to repeat. Yes, absolutely. It
3: just gives you probability goes down naturally.
2: Yeah, just you're playing too deep in. But with the Yankees, it, it's 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 injuries, right? That's it's all it always. Is.
3: they're going to turn it around. They might not. It might be too little, too late to win the division because I mean, let's not discredit the Rays. They won ninety games, ninety plus games. Um. And they added pieces like Yandy. They've added pieces that have contributed to this team. Um, So the Rays, I think, are going to be there consistently, which is very impressive for a team like that to always be relevant, it seems. Uh, But the Yankees, they will be up there for a wild-card spot. I mean, they're already five and a half, six games back. Uh, They're not getting healthy tomorrow, so I expect them to fall farther back. The Rays, I think, currently are beating the Red Sox, or they were earlier when I last checked. But... It's just one of those things. I just think they're snake bit and they'll if they can get healthy they'll be in a playoff position, but I don't think it's the division at this point. I think if the Rays can stay healthy, they'll run away with this shit.
2: Yeah, I mean five and a half games by the end of uh by the end of April is it's um that's that's a sizable lead. That's really hard to come back from. Right? It's psychological when you go that far ahead that early.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. But uh, let's go. Let's go to the Central. Um, probably the worst division in baseball. Uh, it, realistically, every single team in this division will finish below 500. Besides, probably the Indians. I guess the question is, could you make an argument that any one of these other teams does finish above 500? Like, I, I think the White Sox and Royals. For them to finish up 500 or over, basically would take like every other player in baseball getting injured.
3: Yeah. <laughs> So they'd be playing in AAA. That's wonderful. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, I would say maybe the twins, and it's not for any reason really. I love Baby Bartolo. Um, for those that don't know, Mister Astudillo, he is a utility man. Catches, plays third, a little bit of first. He is like Bartolo Bartolo's son. It's wonderful. Swings thing. at
2: everything. It it is, it's
3: kind of he. I mean, he's
2: he's a fun player. He's to a watch. national treasure. He swings at everything, but he makes contact. With everything, I think he has he has the most. I think he had the most hits uh, to start, like in your first hundred games of anybody who like ever played. Oh, nice! He's his, his first hundred games hitting like the guy just hits. You gotta get it off your shoulder, Doc. You gotta get it off your shoulder. Yeah. It's it's not it's it's not for power. He just puts literally everything in play. He's not he's like he's like a right-handed Tony Gwynn. He's got Tony Gwynn right-handed body.
3: Oh, was Tony Gwynn that big?
2: At the end of his career, maybe. I just yeah, yeah okay. Hey, Gwynn was, Gwyn was a lean, fast guy at the beginning.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he just you know he got paid.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> so the Tigers are nine and nine. Are they actually any good? No. Probably not.
3: Next question. Uh,
2: yeah. The so the Indians are eleven seven. How good is this Cleveland team? To, like every single year, they seem to be a uh, you know a team that probably could make a deep run into the World Series and probably have been spared by the fact that they've only had to do it once. Which is why they keep getting back to it. Um, do we think that this team actually could, uh, could you know, do, do they have the luxury of basically not having to take their division seriously?
3: They do have that luxury, but I think they're not good enough to even get out of the first round of the playoffs.
2: I think they are if they get enough out of their, It's I mean, it's, it's, it's the pitching there, right? Right. If you look at your top four, that's probably the best four-man staff in baseball between Carrasco, Clevenger, Kluber, and uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, God, I hate that man. You know, he's a real free thinker. <laughs> that's generous. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but it's just, is the power of that enough to pitch you deep enough to win? Kluber's declining. The bullpen's not good enough, man. That's true. You're not a big Cody Allen fan? No. All right, let's go to the West. Um, The Mariners started out real hot. I think they've started to show signs of uh, coming back to Earth. Uh, The Rangers have actually been shot surprisingly good. The A's are around a 500 team, which I think probably everybody would expect. And the Angels, uh, Mike Mike Trout has died for all of our sins, is basically what we can say there. Uh, You know the Astros were probably going to wrestle control of this division at some point, And it seems like it's probably happened because the Astros are like, you know, one of the really, truly well-built teams in baseball. I think they've won uh, like 12 in a row. Yeah. They're nine and one in their last, uh, 10. Like they're, they're, they've, they've, they've started to roll. Uh, that team's just incredibly, incredibly well-built and well-stocked. I guess the real surprise team here is probably the Mariners, but gee, I mean, is there any way that the Mariners—they're fourteen and eight now—is there any way they finish eighty-one and eighty-one? Yeah,
3: I think that's reasonable the ballpark. They might be seventy-nine and whatever, right? Eighty-four, but it's ball or eighty-five. It's a ballpark. I think it's a ballpark.
2: I, I think they're going to somehow finish below five hundred.
3: I just don't think they're good. That's fair, I guess. I mean, they're not good. They're they're middle of the road.
2: Yeah, just uh, yeah. They're they better than they the are. Rangers,
3: and they're better than the Angels. The A's I'm a little disappointed in, but let's touch on the A's giving Chris Davis a little bit of money. Uh, let's touch on Chris Davis staying on the A's. That's pretty big for a team like the A's that you know isn't going to spend a lot of money to keep, you know, their franchise guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chris Davis has my single favorite statistical anomaly in baseball. He's hit two forty nine exactly for the last three seasons. What a consistent... It's consistent. He I mean it's it's he's gonna hit you forty homers, right? That's good. That's big. I like the guys who hit forty homers. They're good guys to have on your team.
3: Yeah, and two forty nine in this day and age might as well be fucking Wade Boggs numbers.
2: Yeah, I mean it yeah. Who's, <laughs> ba- who, who's actually hitting for bad average? Sorry, it's two forty seven and he's done it how many years in a row? One, two, three. He you had know, four years in a row straight of two of two forty seven batting averages. That, that's it's even, remarkable.
3: That's even more impressive than the two forty nine three years in a row.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: four also years during in that, a row?
2: during. By the way, during that time, he's also hit one hundred and sixty home runs.
3: Is he? Do you think he's the one player in the league that would be in? In MVP talks, if A, Mike Trout didn't exist, and B, if he played anywhere but Oakland?
2: Yes, and yes. Gotcha. I mean, the defense is never going to be great because it's not, I mean, that's not his game. He's a corner outfielder. He's a corner outfielder.
3: He gets paid to hit 247 and hit 40 bombs.
2: Pulverized baseball.
3: Yes, that's it.
2: But you know what, if you have a guy who can hit 40 homers and isn't Adam Dunn hitting you know, 210 a season, you take that. The Home runs are very valuable, especially now. 40 of them, that's a lot of pro- 40 of them a season is a lot of production. I, I'd pay Whoa, that. You're and talking also,
3: about 40 in Oakland. Put him in yeah. Cincinnati.
2: Oh yeah, know. That's, that, that's where I was going next. Look at that stadium.
3: Look, he plays in Oakland. How many games does he play in Seattle every year, which is another cavernous freaking ballpark? The Astros, if you're not yanking and you're going uh, gap to gap, which he does often, it's still cavernous. It's like he's hitting
2: in big ballparks. Yeah, yeah, and he's hitting a lot of home runs. It's mad impressive. Just sticking that guy in Fenway.
3: That's what I'm saying, bro. You throw him in one of these bandbox, uh, a stadium, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, uh, bro. He's gonna be sick. He is a possibility.
2: Yeah, yeah. By the way, just a, a brief update. Jason Vargas is really giving the uh, dimensions of this stadium a test.
3: I almost thought you were gonna say really is battling dementia.
2: No, no, no. I mean, he's he, that. That would be a bit extreme. It's just I've seen a lot of balls hit to where, you know, this is the wall hitting the the warning track. But uh, they've all ended up in mitts. So I guess that's okay. He has it very well scouted. Yeah, I mean, I love fly ball pitchers nowadays in baseball. Well, I mean, aren't all of them fly ball pitchers? I mean, it's basically yeah. Everybody does elevate over the chest over the belt at this point because if you try to throw like any major league hitter down, you're gonna die.
3: Yeah, the game isn't uh, left and right as much as
2: it is up and down now. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's a vertical strike zone thing. Yeah. Like you have to basically the only thing that pitchers have to do anymore is work the eye level.
3: That's it. It's true.
2: Yeah, but uh, I guess at this point the only other thing that I want to bring up is Christian Yelich's 11 homers.
3: Christian Yelich has 11 homers. Uh, Cody has 10. Uh, Cody Bellinger, for those uh, who are on a first name basis, just so you know. Um, What does Chris have? Chris Davis. Is he at 10? I think he's at 10. Bro, it's been two weeks. Two and a half weeks. The, The baseball is the ball juiced? It's juiced. If you, the guys aren't juiced, which I still think, you know, some of they them probably uh, are, have, you know, some of these guys. But the ball is juiced. It has to be. I mean, I get, I get, I get, I get that everybody's on on, on fucking, you know, uh, a, the ang- launch angle and all that has become a thing. And the swings are changing and the way people are taught is ch- or, or the way people are approaching the game is changing. Yeah, sure. Uh, but that's a lot of hormones.
2: Yeah, it just feels it feels excessive and extreme. And I guess, actually, you know what? Let's go back to another Chris Davis. He finally got a hit. Hey, man. Good shit.
3: He asked for the ball. He has a sense of humor. And then he hit a home run the next day, pimped the shit out of it. Yeah, you're hitting 071, my man. But you know what? You do you. I can totally appreciate the way he approached it. I mean, he hit a lot of line drives. Let's not... Act like he was striking out every time. He strikes out a lot, but that's his game. He was hitting a lot of line drives, a lot of Adam balls. They play the shift. He's never going to hit the ball down the third base line. Good for him, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I feel I feel good for him, and I also feel like everybody knew when the Orioles signed him that this contract was going to be awful, and the fact that it's turned out to be totally god awful, they'll. No one like that's why you shouldn't have made him that offer.
3: Yeah, it's not his fault. What is he supposed to do? Turn the guy? What's he supposed to
2: sign the contract?
3: Yeah, well, take I'm the money. Sorry.
2: People are mad at him, and it's like
3: I'm sorry. Every everybody in their right mind is doing the same, except Ozzy Albies.
2: Ozzy Albies was like, "How little?" Could, his agent was like, "How little can I take?" <laughs> Uh, This is what I don't even get from the agent's point of view. Like, don't you get paid on commission? Bro, you get
3: the percentage of that shit, and he said I'm cool with the bare minimum.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, get rid of that guy. Doesn't even want to fight for
3: himself. It's terrible, man. The Braves did that kid dirty. And then he tries to schmauze it over like, this is where I love being. He's going to be really sad when they trade freaking Acuna from under their nose in like six years.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, that's that. That's actually happening. Because the Braves somehow operate as a small market franchise.
3: Yeah, somehow, even though it's yeah. like the fourth biggest market in America.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they have three professional sports teams. Rarity.
3: I mean, we have a gazillion here, but still.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm actually kind of happy that the NHL didn't work out there.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's unnecessary. I have two teams. If you talk about the Ducks here and the Kings, and I couldn't give less of a shit. I still watch Ranger games because you know I believe in the the classics. Let's play the oldies. Yeah, well,
2: we we, we got we got three in this area.
3: Hartford, right? No, no the to...
2: Islanders. The, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Devils. The Devils. Wow,
3: Connecticut yeah. used to have a team too. The yeah, Whalers.
2: the Whalers. Yeah,
3: I mean. But it's, it's it makes sense, man. You guys are cold. There's the ice. The weird
2: phenomenon is the fact that like two of them are actually just teams from suburbs, like Long Island and New Jersey.
3: Yeah. And this has been the National Hockey League podcast with your hosts, yes, Armando Gudo
2: and Justin Wells. I I I I, uh, I I watched some hockey last week. This now makes me qualified to talk about it.
3: <laughs> That's more than I've watched all season, buddy.
2: Yeah. All right. Though I think uh, I think that's I think that gets th- gets us through the week in baseball. Um, I think we just want to you know wish everybody a, a happy Passover and a, uh, a happy Easter and any other holiday that we don't necessarily know about or have the cultural awareness to know about. If that's happening this weekend and it's a joyous celebration, then we wish you a joyous celebration of it. And if it's a solemn remembrance, we we wish you a a, a solemn remembrance. Um, <laughs> Also, pray for DeGrom. That is way too much sense for...